when you study yourself deeply enough, you really, really understand that uh, you can't really love unless you're willing to open your heart to the suffering of another, right? If, if uh, you're in love with someone and they say, oh, but now I'm sick. And then you say, oh, well, your being sick wasn't part of my love contract. So I'm going, bye. <laughs> then you say, was that love really? If, 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 it, if it wasn't big enough to include the sickness? No, it wasn't love because love requires that we are going to be able to take in the suffering of another. So if someone is unable to take in the suffering of another, doesn't have the heart and the imagination to see that the suffering of another is also their suffering, that means that that person is not capable uh, of the love that human beings are most nobly capable of. Hi, everybody. This is Rabbi Ariel Scholklapper from the Jewish Mindfulness Center of Texas, jmctx.org. You're about to listen to clips from a Q&A with Jewish Zen master Norman Fisher answering questions about how to apply spiritual practice, mindfulness, meditation practice during this time for a variety of different things. Enjoy the listening, and if you love it, share it, and subscribe for more jmctx.org. Here's a section on how to deal with difficult people, with people who you might think of as your enemies, and how that process really boils down to internal work. I have a few questions that I think uh, can be boiled into one one longer question. The same question, I think. Um, one of them is, do you think it's possible or appropriate to bring healing by speaking to your enemy, i.e., seeing the God spark in the soul of your enemy. And the second, which I think is around the same, um, it's great that we're all here and showing up for this conversation. How do we speak about this with people who are not having these conversations? I'm talking about the people putting their head down because it doesn't affect me kind of person and posting on social media doesn't cut it. The first one, uh, talking to our enemy, uh, it's harder to do than you would think, right? And and the trouble with it is that uh, it's all too easy to re-wound and rekindle, you know, already bitter relations, make them worse uh, by by talking. So uh, I think we need to be humble about how much it takes to do that, and a lot of what it takes is our own preparation, preparing our own hearts. Because, uh, you know, you find when you try to talk to your enemy, you find all too quickly that you're not, you're not ready for the conversation. <laughs> you, know, you thought you were, but a few minutes into it, you realize you're not ready for it. Because actually, without your knowing it, you really only wanted to have the conversation in the hope that you would either convince them of your point of view or convince them to be peaceful. And when that was not, neither one of those things was possible, you lost it you know, and then made it worse. So uh, I think that uh, before we can have successful conversations with our enemies, we need to really heal our own hearts. We have to look at our own suffering and our own fear 
and come to a place of uh, healing of, of lots of as much of that as possible before we can have successful conversations. But also, uh, and you know, we can't control whether our conversation partner has done that work, right? And if we do the work and that person has not done the work, um, it's hard to have a successful conversation. So it's, you'd think it would be a lot easier since nobody benefits from our conflict, right? But, but it's not, it's, pre it's pretty hard. So I make a distinction between forgiveness and reconciliation. And forgiveness is something that I do within myself for myself. So if you have wronged me uh, and I am walking around in this life with that wound and that scar, I am uh, hurt and that hurt will create more hurts around me and I'll hurt other people. So I, I should heal that hurt. And the way that I heal that hurt is by facing it, deeply facing it, going through it, and coming out the other end and realizing that the reason why you did what you did to hurt me was because you also are hurt. And when I feel my own hurt and understand your hurt, I can forgive you. Now, forgiving you doesn't necessarily mean that I reconcile with you. I rush up to you and say, I forgive you. Maybe that's not a good idea. There's a whole thing in the Talmud about this that's totally fascinating. Um, no, sometimes uh, I should not rush up to you and forgive you, say I forgive you, because maybe that would not be good for you. Maybe it would prevent you. This is what the Talmud says, more or less. If I do that prematurely, maybe it prevents you from finding your way to do that work for yourself. So I perhaps don't reconcile with you. I, I do if I can, but maybe it's not right for me to do that. And, but yet I forgive you. Now forgiving, like I say, I forgiving you may, may not, I may never say the words, I forgive you, or I may never tell another person that I forgive that person, but in my heart, I've healed myself. I must heal myself. And so I, I have to forgive. So I think we always forgive, but we don't necessarily reconcile. Um, and uh, how do you talk to people who don't feel responsible for others, feel like they can escape? Um, you know, uh, when you study yourself deeply enough, you really, really understand that uh, you can't really love unless you're willing to open your heart to the suffering of another, right? If, if uh, you're in love with someone and they say, oh, but now I'm sick. And then you say, oh, well, you're being sick wasn't part of my love contract. So I'm going, bye. <laughs> then you say, was that love really? If, 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 it, if it wasn't big enough to include the sickness? No, it wasn't love because love requires that we are going to be able to take in the suffering of another. So if someone is unable to take in the suffering of another, doesn't have the heart and the imagination to see that the suffering of another is also their suffering, that means that that person is not capable uh, of the love that human beings are most nobly capable of. And that's really too bad for that person. So in other words, that's the, that's the spirit that you have. Uh, you know, I, I'm sorry that, that you feel that way. 
And uh, I certainly can't talk you out of it or I'm not going to say to you, what's wrong with you? You can't love, you can't, you know. No, but, uh, but I see it. And so with compassion, I engage you, with you in any kind of conversation that you want to have, not, not me telling you what to do or who you should be. But I see that with my eyes. I see that limitation with my eyes. And I hope in my heart that you can overcome it. Thanks again for listening. And if you love it, share it. Subscribe to jmctx.org.